0: Welcome to the dark side of the planet. This heart-stopping action-packed thriller is presented in 3D binaural sound. It is best experienced with headphones or with stereo speakers. Sumeria contains dramatic themes that may not be suitable for all listening environments. Please be aware of your surroundings and take caution when listening. Find out how to support the program at SumeriaPodcast.com. This is Sumeria. Daddy,
1: I can read all by myself now.
2: Good girl, Kiara. What's your favorite book to read? The one about the flowers. They're pretty, just like you. What's your favorite?
3: I like the lilies.
1: Daddy, can we go play outside? Is something wrong?
2: Sorry sweetie, we can't. It's not safe.
1: What's happening, Daddy? Where are you going?
2: Kiara, I need you to stay strong.
1: Daddy, I love you. Captain, what do you see? Captain, what do you see?
2: The end of the world.
1: What? No, it's Corey. Here, let me help you up. Thank you. Be careful. We've been in cryo-sleep for two years now. Not to rush you, but nav systems indicate we're 30 minutes away from the planet Sumeria.
2: And you're just now waking us up?
1: This ship's biosecurity systems let us sleep in too long.
2: Time to move.
3: Is Jean-Luc online? Over here, Captain. I'm running the ship's system diagnostics. An autopilot is ready for deactivation.
2: That's my guy. I need you to go down to the hull and do a core structural inspection. You want the exodus ready for approach?
3: Consider it done.
2: Where's Anika?
4: A little late, but worth the wait. First officer reporting for duty.
2: Anika. Calibrate the Ion Drive and make sure our atmospheric entry sensors are on standby.
1: Got it. Time to get things cooking. Hey Captain, slow down a minute. I need to scan you and make sure your vitals are at acceptable levels.
2: We can rest when we're on that planet. Activate the time log. Yes sir! And will someone find me a granola bar? You're a gopher recording. This is the Exodus, hypership number 2371. Captain Tyson Shields reporting. First officer Anika Whitfield, security officer Jean-Luc Baptiste, and mission specialist Corey Carter on board. All crew and signals on the Exodus are accounted for. Scheduled to arrive at the planet Samaria in T minus 20 minutes. Planetary orbit insertion point and atmosphere conditions to be determined. Corey. Stabilize the trajectory, and review individual unit diagnostics.
3: Everything's good to go down there, Captain. Weapons are ready for active deployment.
1: Ships functioning within normal parameters. Ditto on the entry centers. Whew.
4: I'm going to take a second to breathe now. (laughs) I'm still shaking icicles off my
1: pinky toes. Same here, but I'm so amped for this. Anika, you need any help with the ecosystem inspections? Thermal readings? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, are you coming for
4: my job? Don't mess with me, boy, I know jujitsu.
3: Wait, are you kidding? (laughs) No, she's not. You better watch out, she's got a black belt. Is that normal
1: for an astrobiologist? Are you like going around karate chopping bacteria?
4: I can split mitochondria like nobody's business. Here's the thing, when you're in the lab 16 hours a day with one eye on a microscope all the time, things get kind of boring. So when I'm not working, I'm mastering hand-to-hand combat.
1: But why? Every girl needs a hobby. I took karate classes when I was in the orphanage. Oh yeah? For how long? Two days. Turns out I'm better at computers than I am at random acts of violence. (laughs) Luke,
3: you know martial arts too? I don't have to, young man. When people see a six foot four dark-skinned black guy with 60 pounds of muscle, they usually don't want to pick a fight.
4: Come on, Luke. (laughs) I'll take you on. Check out this left hook.
3: <laughs> Baby girl, you see these biceps? Like armored tanks.
4: <laughs> oh, Corey, I see you want some of this, too. No, thanks. I'm good. Wow,
1: you are intense. I'm a strong Nubian queen, my brother. Say it. You're a strong Nubian queen. And don't forget beautiful. I was always taught not to lie. What'd you say, <laughs> punk? Captain.
2: <laughs> I can't save you on this one.
1: Can you guys believe we're really out here floating through the universe?
3: Man, I tell you, I could spend hours looking out the window at that pitch black sky. It's incredible.
1: We are so far away from Earth right now. It's a tiny dot somewhere out there. I don't know about you guys, but it makes
4: me realize how insignificant the problems on Earth are. There's millions of points of light out there. Infinite galaxies, stars, and planets. You feel blessed that the Earth exists at all.
2: We have to hope the lightning strikes twice. The astro-navigation logs that were transmitted before we left Earth show that of the five planets we analyzed, Samaria has the highest probability of supporting human life.
4: Yeah, the planets had the most ships land there, but we haven't been able to establish communication with any of them.
3: We'll have to check it out for ourselves.
4: (sighs) We're taking a mighty big chance on this place.
3: Probably the biggest
2: one of our lives. But this is the course we've set, and we're going to see it through to the end.
1: It still hasn't sunk in that we're so far away from Earth.
4: Which is a good thing, because it's not our home anymore. Almost every state, city, and block belong to the Argents. They made that very clear when they tore down our homes and put us out on the streets.
1: What's the deal with the Argents, anyway? If I'm being totally honest, I don't know the full story of what was going on with them. Really? You gotta be joking. How is that possible? The world is going to hell around us. I think the headmaster at the orphanage wanted to shield us from what was happening outside, probably to keep our spirits up. The place was more like a fortress than an orphanage, to be honest. One minute, I'm learning about astro-navigation patterns, and the next, I'm being put on a ship with you guys. I didn't know where I was going or why. I hope you understand we're out here to save lives. The Nubian
2: Federation on our planet trusted me, you, and everyone on this ship with this mission. They've invested whatever resources were left to make sure we find a new planet to relocate our people
1: to. Can I ask one more question? Shoot. Why do they call us all Nubians anyway? We may have more melanin than the Argents do, but it's not like we're from the same countries or whatever. Wealth. The Argents
2: have it, and whoever doesn't, they call a Nubian. Mostly people whose families originated from Africa. that uh, dispersed to different corners of the world. It's a name they forced on us. That we began using ourselves.
4: Right, solidarity. I can't believe you didn't-
2: Here, Anika, Uh, load my memory drive. Anytime I need to remind myself what we're up against and what we're fighting for, I play this.
4: Yes, sir.
5: After the continuing move inland by the Argents, global shortages of food, water, and breathable air have left many Nubians in starvation. The death toll of the Nubian population has risen to 11 million worldwide. Egypt's military continue
6: to force the Nubians from their homes in droves in an effort to stake their claim on territory they say is rightfully theirs.
3: The crisis has seen violence
0: skyrocket over the past few months as Nubians protest their continued relocation, relocation of Nubians to Africa has left even the most resource-starved countries
5: overcrowded. <laughs>
0: Disgrace that the Argents uprooted these people from their homes
3: with little recourse. If Nubians pulled their resources together, they'd be able to stay where they are. They don't own their houses or their land. We do.
1: When does this end? What happens when they run out of places to go? (laughs)
3: Let
1: them them run. How come we couldn't stop them?
4: Because they had the infrastructure to do it. When the sea level started rising and drowning the Argents' waterfront properties, They were handing out money left and right for people on dry land to relocate. After a while, they stopped bothering to ask us to leave. Their squadrons were coming through our neighborhoods with flamethrowers and burning down our houses, sometimes the people still in them. Also, they could build on the land themselves. They took over our crops, our homes, everything.
3: The Nubian paramilitary defense had whole teams on the front lines doing what we could to fend them off, but the Argents had bigger weapons and better technology We didn't stand a chance.
2: Billions of acres of land that used to be ours, gone within a few years. We ended up living in areas where growing crops was almost impossible.
4: And what made it worse was Nubians started fighting their neighbors over the resources that were left, killing each other. Every day, people were committing suicide because they knew death was coming at us from all sides. By the end of it, there was nowhere else to go but to move to whole other continents. A lot of Nubians migrated to Africa while they still could.
3: But you can't outrun eradication. Death was at our doorstep there, too.
1: We had to get out of there.
4: The crazy thing about it is not only our people are dying, but so is our culture. Music, traditions, history are all being lost for no reason. I refuse to sit around and wait until there are none of us left. Samaria has got to be it. We need this so bad.
3: The Argents are not going to have the final word in this. No way. We're survivors, and we're fighters. That's why we're all here. Hundreds of
2: thousands of Nubians around the world are counting on us. Now, let's get ready to land. How are we looking?
4: Reading shows Samaria is approximately 987 miles in diameter, about one-eighth the size of Earth. Good news. The model is showing surface activity. There signs of life out there. That's what our systems are showing. The planet has water and vegetation, ideal environments for human civilization. You
1: guys, look at that. The planet, it's so lush and green.
3: Can't wait to see it in person. It's going to be a hell of a ride.
2: Based on the transmissions that were sent before we left, there should be Nubians already there.
4: So why aren't we getting a live signal from them? Everything we've received so far is based on old communication feeds.
3: What if they're hostile? Nubians look out for each other. Even if we've never met, there's always an instant connection, like cousins you didn't know you had. If they've settled there, it means we're in a good place.
1: Microanalysis is detecting a centralized hub of ships at lat 328.4, longitude 2439. That should be our target, but I can't get an exact landing point. It's like the communication is scrambled. I can't figure out why though. Something's blocking the signal? Or it
2: could be the conditions on the planet haven't allowed them to send a message back.
1: Captain, we're a few minutes out from the planet. What should we do?
2: Send a frequency in the direction of that hub and see if we can't pick up a response. Somebody's gotta be out there.
4: Let's hope so. It's come a long way to step on the front porch, knock on the door, and find out nobody's home.
1: Hello? Hello? This is the hypership Exodus, requesting landing. Repeat, this is the Exodus, requesting permission to land.
2: Anika, make sure you're documenting our entry. Other ships will need to recreate our flight patterns.
1: You got it, Captain. Data streams online.
3: Luke, is the ship prepared for approach? All set, ready to go on your call.
1: This is the Exodus. If there's anyone out there, please let us know. We're not getting any response. What if we get down there and there's nothing?
2: Two years and more light years than I care to count. We're
3: gonna find out. Keep going.
1: But if they don't give us the coordinates, we'll be flying
4: blind. We could end up in a crater or in the bottom of an ocean.
3: And we don't know how the planetary radiation belts are gonna affect our entry. They might blow our heat shields. That's a risk we're gonna have to take. Corey, can we make it?
1: I'll try to navigate us to the surface, but by the time we approximate a landing point, it may be too late to land without crashing.
2: Do what you have to do. We've come this far and I don't intend to end up as cat food on the side of some planet.
1: Two minutes until contact. Exodus? We're getting a signal. This is the hypership Exodus. We need landing coordinates. They're messaging us when we're already in their orbit?
3: Jeez, man, they didn't give us much time at all. What's going on down there? Hey
6: there, I'm oh, sorry. Your landing coordinates are?
3: Yes? Yes?
6: 33.312 north, 44.361 east.
1: Got
2: it! Corey, input those coordinates into the navigator. We don't have much time. Anika, make sure we don't burn up our oxygen once we hit their atmosphere. Luke, override auto protocols. I'm taking control of this ship manually.
3: You sure about that, Captain?
2: There are two things I don't crash. Parties and my ship.
1: T-minus one minute and counting.
3: Transferring onboard power. We are go for manual sequence.
4: Entering magnetic field.
3: Initialize O2 descent levels.
4: Roger that. Oxygen stasis and auto-gravity initiated.
3: Entering the Sumerian atmosphere. Exterior sensors show 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit in climbing.
1: This ship is dropping at 1,100 meters per second. We're coming in too fast. We have to
3: slow up. I'm working on it.
4: External temperature at 3,000 degrees and rising.
1: We're burning up.
3: We need to land now or there'll be no ship left to land.
1: 400 meters till contact. 300. 200.
3: Target spotted ahead.
2: Reduce speed and aim for that landing strip. No one's died on my watch today. Come on, baby. You can do it.
1: Five seconds.
4: Please, please, please let us make it. Everybody grab on to something solid.
2: cake.
1: Whew, that, 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 that was a rough one. Nothing like a good crash landing to kick off your time on a new planet.
2: Everyone still with me?
1: Yes, sir. All bones intact, I
4: think.
2: Uh, Luke, how's everything looking with the Exodus?
3: Our landing gear is fried, and a couple of the ship's systems suffered moderate damage. We're gonna need to replace the gravitetic hyperdrive as soon as we can.
2: Make that priority number one. The Exodus has to be in good shape in order to get her back up and running.
4: Well... At least we're still in one piece. And we managed to not land directly on top of that docking station over there. I'd say that was a success.
3: If we blew up their ships, they'd send us right back to Earth.
1: I can't do another two years in cryo sleep. Neither can I.
3: Let's get off this holding strip. Luke, can we lift her up? Yes, Captain. Roll the ship into the docking station. Relocating 500 yards, 113 degrees west. Go ahead and settle her down in the clamps there. Captain.
1: Wow, I can't believe we're actually here. Would you look at this docking station? It goes on for like a mile. There have to be hundreds of ships in
4: here. You think these people are all from
1: Earth?
2: We're about to find out. Look, there's somebody walking toward the ship. And maybe he has answers about why my ship looks like it survived a train wreck.
6: What? Parlez-vous Francais? English? Yes! Yes, English. English. Great. I was hoping that was it. I can't keep up with all the languages people speak here. Welcome, welcome. You made it to Samaria. Captain Shields, this is my crew. Hi there, I'm Jones. I run Central Command here at the docking station. Keep an eye out for new arrivals, monitor our current inventory, those sort of things. Ah, so it was your job to make sure we landed here safely. You could say that. And boy, that sure was a rough one you had there. Much
2: worse than it should have been. We didn't get a response to our communication.
4: Did you not receive our transmissions?
6: We could have avoided some of the damage to my ship. Oh, I'm sorry about that. We have a small crew here. Mostly people who work on repairs and things. I'm the mechanic, the manager. We don't have a lot of staff here, so I fill a lot of roles. We could have died. Dead on arrival. I can see how that'd be bad. It's good you didn't land at night, because there's usually no one here. But you made it. You're alive, and you're on Sumeria. I feel
4: like I've rolled down the side of a Rocky Mountain face first, but yes, we are here.
3: We have to get the exodus repaired as soon as possible. We can use whatever help you can give. No worries. We'll fix up your ship, have you back up and running pronto. Jones, step over here for me. I wanna make sure we walk the ship. Hyperdrive check, ultrawave panels. We
4: did a swan dive into a planet because
1: of this guy, and we're gonna leave our ship with him?
2: I don't think we have a choice here. You heard, Luke. We don't
6: have any way of fixing it ourselves.
1: Yeah, but sounds like Jones is gonna get it back in shape.
3: And that should be it.
6: That's all set, so come with me. I'll show you around. I'm sure you're pretty anxious to see the planet. Sure are. Let's do it. Watch your step. Safety first in the docking station.
3: We mm-hmm. need your eyes on these
6: routing chambers. Yes, yes, later, Dwayne. I'm escorting our new visitors
5: here. Got it. I'll check in later.
3: So, you guys excited? You've come a mighty long way. Super excited. Can't wait to see what's outside that door. Life's good for Nubians on this planet?
6: I personally feel like a million bucks. Representing for my clan here. Know what I'm saying?
3: How many ships
4: are docked here?
6: About 500 or so. We have pretty much every kind of aircraft you can think of here. Everything from huge voyagers to one-man pods. People land on Samaria and they don't tend to leave. So we've got a lot of inventory. This place
1: is massive. It must've taken forever to build it.
6: Yep, a few years or so. It started off much smaller, but the more people came, the more they expanded it. You used a lot of recycled materials too. Whatever we had on hand. Most of it was imported from other planets or came from right here in Samaria. And what are those disks? Hmm? What disks? These ones. They're a few yards apart, on every wall. They're the size of dinner plates. Ah, those. Fractal biochromic panels. They developed tech in the early days of Sumerian to reinforce buildings, but make them open for continued expansion, for obvious reasons. The settlers were thinking on their toes.
4: And that big room with the windows over there?
6: That's my office, right in the middle of the operation. I keep an eye on the guys, and they keep an eye on me. What about the- My, my. You all have a lot of questions. New planet, new life. You can understand why. Hey, I totally understand. I put a call into Zora right before you landed. She'll get you guys transitioned on this planet. Who is Zora? Oh, she's awesome. Zora is the unofficial ambassador of Sumeria. There's nothing she doesn't know about it. You guys heard of jogging? She does it. All around the colony. That's incredible, right? She does what? She's super smart too. And here she is.
5: Hi all, Zora Evans. Welcome to our little planet.
2: Captain Shields, great to meet you.
5: Hello, Captain. Congratulations on what I hear was an epic journey.
2: Thank you. We did what we could to make it work. Now let me introduce you to my team. This is Corey. Hi. Anika.
5: Pleasure to meet you, sis.
2: And jean Luke. How's it going?
5: And I'm sorry, who are you? Consider me your welcoming committee. I do my part to look out for new visitors that arrive on the planet. I'll have you all acclimated to your new home in no time.
2: Sounds good to me. We appreciate it, Zora.
5: The
1: hospitality here! And that is a fancy suit! You must be important. Hey, give the lady some breathing room.
5: No, it's quite all right. It's synthetic shark skin. Do you like it? It's sharp, sis and to answer your question you could say people are familiar with who i am whether or not i'm important is up to you to decide is this your ship here
6: yeah well he had a bumpy landing but we'll take care of him post-taste
5: that's settled then we'll leave the repair work to our capable professionals jones thank you for doing what you do best
2: appreciate you my man
5: see ya Let's walk this way. I have an aerobus waiting outside to take us to the colony. All right. Please enter your access code to enter. One two eight seven zero. Access granted. There are codes to get in and out. A security precaution for your safety and ours. Seating for eight, so there's plenty of room for everyone. Here, Corey, come sit next to me. Let the captain sit in the front. Luke, you got enough room? All set. Fasten your seatbelts. The aerobus moves very fast for a land cruiser. How far do we have to go? It's about five kilometers to travel to the main colony of Samaria. Let's power it up.
1: here look at
5: everyone hi the colony was established more than 10 years ago by Nubians who moved here from earth I was one of the earliest settlers of Samaria where are you from originally from Boston (laughs) then I moved to the Channel Island after that Tunisia and now here
4: It's so good to see people living their best lives, not just existing.
3: I agree. How many people live on
5: Samaria? We have people from all corners of the universe, mostly from Earth. Our last census showed approximately 130,000. Only a small portion of the planet is inhabited, but we have schools, businesses, hospitals, everything you would expect on Earth. And everything is designed with sustainability in mind.
2: We have to send a message back to the people on Earth. They're gonna be ecstatic that we found a place for people to relocate.
5: For now, let's get you all taken care of first.
2: This is our future. It just may be.
4: And all the trees, walking palms, mahogany,
5: I see orchids too! Farming is a popular vocation here. The early settlers developed canals and irrigation systems which made the area fertile enough to grow crops. How'd you do that? Were there earth-like conditions when you arrived? We melted the surface ice of the polar caps at the northern and southern areas of Sumeria. With the continually available water supply, you could create a habitable environment. And establish life on the planet, yes. You can see the irrigation channels over there to your left.
4: So the hydroelectric turbines and the channels convert the flow of the water into electrons, which provides electric power.
5: Very good, Anika. Yes. The irrigation system is the lifeblood of Sumeria. It's what keeps our civilization going. Can we stop by the water real quick so we can see it better? We have to keep going. It'll be dark in a few hours. Just for a little bit?
2: We won't take long.
5: I'm happy to oblige.
1: Wow, check that out.
4: This river is something serious. Anyone want to go for a quick swim?
3: That sounds refreshing right about now. I'd prefer a hot shower with soap and steam and a king-sized loofah. Look, this is nature's shower
2: the refreshing rush of melted snow caps exactly what the doctor ordered
3: yeah that's cool but I don't want to get sliced up by those turbines in the water or get electrocuted by that gigantic wall on the other side Zor, what is that anyway
5: it's our protective geofence hundreds of thousands of hexagonal interlocking diodes extend in an oblong ring around the planet it's untouchable and unscalable and unusual What's it for? Only a fraction of our planet has been colonized. The geofence secures us from any external dangers we may not be aware of. Like lions?
3: And tigers?
5: And bears?
4: Oh my god, you guys knock it off. But for real, should we be scared? Do I need to pack a stun gun?
5: You won't find any native creatures larger than your hand here. Small birds, insects that help cultivate the ecosystem, some smaller wildlife that could be transported in space.
4: I'm still bringing the machete with me in case one of those small birds wanna pop off.
5: We need to be getting back to the colony now. Everyone back in the aerobus.
4: Uh, one more question before we head out?
5: Yes, Anika. What's your question?
4: That huge tower over there, that's connected to the geofence? You haven't told us what that is.
1: Yeah, it's insanely high. There must be a million windows on that thing.
5: We call it the Citadel. It's our hydroelectric plant. 75 stories of clean, renewable energy.
3: Can we go inside?
5: There's not so much to see there. A few generators that route electricity to the Sumerian colony and the geofence.
3: Oh, I hear you.
5: I do have something special I want you to see. Let's head to the market, you're going to absolutely love it.
0: Samaria is written, directed, and edited by Mark S. Lucky, starring Lonnie Marts as Captain Tyson Shields, Christina Wilson as Anika Whitfield, Aisha Ricketts as Zora Evans, Kyle Speller as Jean-Luc Baptiste, Jay Mayo as Corey Carter, and Ted Limpert as the Chancellor. For the full cast and crew and information on how you can support this program, go to SumeriaPodcast.com.